Thanks for joining us today on the Jesus Famous Podcast. Hey, I think we can all relate to this feeling, this feeling that sin beats us down. So many times it feels like this battle with sin is a war. And in our flesh, we have so many faulty ways of trying to loose the grip of sin. But in scripture, we see that Jesus breaks the strongholds of sin. And this is the hope we have, that Jesus has conquered the power of sin and daily gives us the strength to continue living in that victory over sin. So today, Pastor Nate is going to be taking us to the book of Ephesians to talk about having this kind of wartime mentality in our faith over sin. Look, life is not on this side of eternity easy. It's going to be a struggle. It's going to be a war. And being willing to admit that you're frail, that you need help as well, you know, I think that's important. Uh, because God is trying to put people in your life that will help you through this battle, through this war. Before you became a pastor, Nate, did you ever consider joining the military? Never. No? No, never. I, looking back, probably would have yeah? gone for it, knowing what I know now. <laughs> Um, but I think growing up in a town with the Defense Lake Winch Institute right on the border of Pacific Grove, Mm -hmm. I just didn't ever have that as a thought that that's something I might do. You know, I, I, I think some of it had to do with, you know, lots of students at the DLI are 18, 19 years old, so they're not Mm -hmm. much further from you in high school. Mm -hmm. So it wasn't as much of like a an admirable thing, you right. know, like, Oh, I want to be like them, you know? Mm-hmm. And so I just, it kind of wasn't even really on my radar all that much. I've always yeah. had, you know, friends growing up who were in the military or their, you know, their parents were in the military, but, um, it just never, never crossed my mind. Yeah. You know? I was kind of the same way. That's really interesting to hear you say that. I wonder if it's because of our kind of community around here, there are a lot of people in the military around here, but I just never really considered it for myself either. Yeah. But, I think it's really interesting, you know, thinking about military and war and strategy and things like that. You know, I didn't ever go down that route career-wise, but it's really interesting in Scripture, we read a lot about war, we read a lot about um, strategy and things like that. And even in the New Testament with Paul, um, you know, he talks about this kind of warlike mentality of a Christian. And in the article, Nate, Um, called Take Up a Wartime Mentality that you wrote, you wrote, to stand, the believer must confess that they are in a war. And I just wonder for some of us Christians, if that's kind of a new concept to kind of think about in the Christian life, could you just talk to us for a moment about what that means? What kind of war are we actually in? It's not a military war, obviously. So what what is kind of going on there? Mm. Well, Paul says it like this in Ephesians 6, 12. He says, we do not wrestle or 6 10 to 12 we do not wrestle against flesh and blood but against the rulers against the authorities against the cosmic powers over this present darkness against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly places that's how he says it for many of us that doesn't give us any kind of clarity yeah because it is confusing we we get the idea okay we're not wrestling against humanity right we don't wrestle against Mm -hmm. flesh and blood is what he says but there is some confusion about what does he mean when he Mm -hmm. says we wrestle against 
rulers, authorities, cosmic powers over this present darkness, mm -hmm. spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly places. I can't tell you how many times I've heard somebody read either a Frank Peretti book or oh, yeah. uh, Screw Tape Letters by mm -hmm. C.S. Lewis, and this has informed their entire view of yeah. the demonic realm. Mm -hmm. And oftentimes that's what we think. You mm -hmm. know, that must be what I'm up against. And I do believe that there is a demonic realm that is included in what Paul says here in Ephesians chapter 6. I think sometimes it looks as we have depicted it in Christian fiction. Mm -hmm. But I think there is also a system that we are wrestling against. Yeah. A mm -hmm. system that is called the world mm -hmm. that includes rulers and authorities and is crafted and led by spiritual forces of evil in the spiritual dimension. Hmm. Uh, the Bible calls Satan the prince of the power of the air. So we're up against the spirit of the age. We're up against the mentality that the world or humanity is going to collectively hmm. have. We're up against that. We're struggling against it. So, uh, yeah, I, it's a it's a robust totally. thing that we're up against. It can be personal. Yeah. In other mm -hmm. words, the attack or the pressure that we feel is against us personally. Mm -hmm. uh, however, I think obviously someone who is delusional overly emphasizes the personal yeah. uh, side of spiritual warfare. Mm -hmm. It does happen personally. Absolutely. I believe that. But. Also, just collectively, as Christians, remember mm -hmm. Ephesians, he's talking to the body of Christ, he's talking to the church. Right. We are collectively together as the church doing what Jesus asks us to do up against a system, a spiritual dimension that is dark and fallen and broken, mm -hmm. that is deluding and lying to the minds of of humanity i mean in ephesians 2 what paul announced to us is that we we were bound we were blinded yeah, right. we could not mm -hmm. see we were dead in trespasses yeah. and sins well what did that to us you know that's where he talks about yeah. satan as the prince of the power of the air so that's what we're up against yeah so this isn't just like oh you know i'm i'm bummed out therefore right. i'm in spiritual warfare that might happen but again it's the mission that's in front of us there is going to be resistance yeah. to that mission that we're on so i i mean i'm saying a lot of things with all these different phrases trying to just give it as many words as i can they to kind of just it. create like a you know color in the lines yeah. but at the end of the day spiritual warfare is what we experience when we push forward in Christ's mission. It's yeah, the opposition right. that we experience as we engage in Christ's mission. That's good to remember that as we move forward with the mission of God, that the enemy will attack us. And that's what you kind of mentioned here in the article, Nate, is a few points about how the enemy does attack. And so I thought we could look at a few of these. The first one is the enemy will attack us with sin. And, you know, I think we're all familiar with how difficult it is to deal with sin. But I thought we could talk for a moment about what the real effects are of sin. How is sin a weapon against us and how can we defend against it? Well, that's a big question. 
Mm-hmm. How will the enemy attack us with sin? Uh, there's a lot of different answers to that. We, of course, have at our disposal the First John 2.16 concept that the enemy will attack us with the desire of the flesh, the right. desire of the eyes, and the pride of life. And all sin will fit into one of those categories, absolutely. But perhaps it's more helpful for us to think about as we're on the mission that God has given to us, as we're trying to live out the mission of the church, mm. what are some of the ways that the enemy will use sin to slow us down? Yeah. Okay, good. so one of the things that he'll do, obviously, is to create within us, through all different types of sins mm-hmm. that exist, a selfishness or a yeah. self-focus. You cannot be the body of Christ and you cannot be in the war, the mission of God, mm. with an overemphasis on the self. Yeah. You know, the self must die. So there's a lot of sin that's attached to that and and is and are manifestations of focusing on the self and my mm. self needs and my self desires. So it could be pride, yeah. you know, I'm important, my dreams must come to pass, you know, those kind of things. Uh, it could be sins of the flesh, you know, mm. I want to feel this, I want mm. to experience this. Uh, it could be sins of uh, the heart or the eyes, you know, covetousness, like I must have this or have that. Um but at the end of the day, they're trying to take the focus off of the mission, off of the kingdom, and put it them onto mm. self. So that's yeah. one way that the enemy will attack us uh, with sin. Another way the enemy will attack us with sin is through um, trying to get us to redefine mm. the historical, biblical view of what sin even is in the first place. Mm-hmm. You know, I heard someone recently say of the most widely regarded sexual biblical sexual ethic that there is that you should not fornicate. I heard them say that's good for you. I don't know if I believe that though. I don't know if the Bible really teaches that. Uh, it's yeah. like, oh wow, okay. Genesis to Revelation. Yeah, uh, it is teaching that, mm. uh, but yeah. that will be one of the temptations. Totally. To, and and the purpose is that the enemy has is I want to slow down the mission. Yeah. You guys aren't going to be as effective. The church is not going to be as powerful. You're not going to get the job done mm. because I'm attacking you with sin. So turning our mm. focus on the self. Uh, getting us distracted by having us like redefine things because you know sin is damaging and hurtful yeah. and all of that. So as much as he can get that into us, uh, he will. And then I think another way that the enemy will attack us with sin. Th- think of think of this with me, if you will. If I could just say it like this: the consequences of sin are so dastardly and all entangling yeah that you can sometimes you you just have to spend so much time dealing with oh yeah the aftermath 
just the aftermath. Mm -hmm. You have to spend so much time dealing with the aftermath that it's so hard to think about the mission (laughs) because you're just swimming in the swamp of the aftermath Mm -hmm. of sin, you know? So I think that's another way that he'll try to try to attack us with sin or maybe like a reason why he'll attack us with sin is to try to get us just slowed down in the first place because it's like you know driving in first gear on the Mm -hmm. freeway you know you're just man i'm trying to get somewhere right now but there's Mm -hmm. so many ramifications of sin that that are needing to be dealt with around me that it's just tough you know like so let's just put some flesh some skin and bones on this let's say there's a woman that's 55 years old she's raised her children uh in christ she's a servant in her local church and um she's her god has blessed her life in a way to where she's able to give vast portions of her time to discipleship and teaching other women and pouring into the fabric of her church family or doing outreach or meeting women for coffee and doing teaching and discipleship, you know, whatever it is. Well, let's imagine her adult child now decides to rebel against the Lord, Mm. um, give themselves to, you know, let's say they get on the slippery slope or something and they get into drug abuse or something Mm. like that. And now her child their child is uh, taken from them because mm-hmm. of all that drug abuse. So now you have 55-year-old grandmother who, of course, is going to do what she can to be the one to raise that grandchild as her own child as best she can. And God wants to use that. God wants to do beautiful things through that. And he's a redeemer, mm-hmm. absolutely. But there are certain things she's going to have to say no to oh, yeah. now that she used to be able to say yes to. So I don't. I hope that's not a bad example. I'm not trying to, you know, I would. De- I'm definitely not trying to belittle anybody who's made that sacrifice oh, for, yeah, for sure. the Lord or for their mm-hmm. family. That's kingdom work, mm-hmm. absolutely. But if it's just a tactic of the enemy, like disrupt, let's disrupt, Disrupt. distract, let's try to use sin to create chaos Mm. so that the linear kind of progress that they were making, they can't make it as much anymore because they've just got to take care of home base. You know, it's just survival is, is what they have to focus on. Hey, just want to take a quick second to remind you about what's going on right now at nateholdridge.com. There's an article released this week about how Jesus brings his people into true rest. And you know, maybe you've heard a pastor or a Christian friend say, hey, you can take rest in Jesus. And you've thought to yourself, what does that actually mean? Does that mean that Jesus gives me better sleep or... Um, Does he help me relax? Or what does that totally mean? And this article, man, it breaks down so much of that to really show what Jesus does for us um, regularly um, through his sacrifice on the cross and his resurrection, how he truly does bring peace into our lives. And so maybe you're even listening to this conversation about taking up a wartime mentality and thinking, I just want to take a breather right now. Well, this article is just for you. So we hope that you can take advantage of this, take some time to consider this passage in Hebrews that Nate is going through as he's talking about the rest of Jesus. 
and that your life would be, you know, restful, that you would experience Jesus in this kind of way. It's one of the great joys of our faith. So when you get done with this episode, go check that out. But for now, let's get back to the conversation. The second thing you're talking about is how the enemy attacks us with the mind. And man, the mind itself, I feel like is just a battlefield so often. Mm -hmm. And the enemy loves to twist thoughts, spread lies, all that kind of stuff. But when we're considering the the mission we're on as the church, as Christians, um, what does God do for Christians to combat those maybe lies or misunderstandings that the enemy puts in our minds? How does God resource us to keep moving forward? Yeah, well, on the one hand, you know, a verse that I used here was 2 Corinthians 10, 5, that Mm -hmm. we can take thoughts captive to the obedience of Christ. And he does give us that. He does give us prayer, um, praying together, praying. declaring truth into our minds when those arguments and doubts occur. He definitely gives us that. And I want to be careful here because I think a lot of those prayers or or the taking thoughts captive, I think a lot of that applies to the arguments that rise up inside Mm -hmm. of us. So I feel a limitation, for instance, like there's no way I could get this done for the Lord. There's no way I can make ends meet. There's no way mm-hmm. that I could yeah. attend. I, I, I can't go to church, you know, like I can't cough up at 90 minutes, you know, each week or, you know, whatever it might be on a wide scale. The enemy will attack us in the mind like that. Totally. Yeah. And with those arguments, we must take them captive to the obedience of Christ. Like, yeah. There, I am not going to believe that. I'm not going to believe that it is a waste for me to mm. give the Lord some of my time. I'm not going to believe that. I'm going to take that thought captive to the obedience of Christ. But where I want, where I'm trying to be careful, mm. is with the doubts that come in, or that if I could, maybe it's better to say the questions that come into mm. someone's mind about the faith and about yeah. Christianity. Yep. Because I don't always think that the right answer then is just to, whoa, you had like a thought, you're, you have a question, mm-hmm. take that thought captive to the obedience of Christ. Like, don't ask that question. Right. I think sometimes those questions are designed to be your best friend mm. to help your faith become stronger, more resolute, because there are good answers mm. that exist to so to chase them out to study them out and not be as freaked out about yeah. those types of so when i when i use the word doubt you know that's i don't want to cross into that like inquisitive um i'm trying to have a reasonable faith mm-hmm. you know kind of mm-hmm. kind of thing um so but the enemy will definitely do that won't he you know he'll mm. he'll try to stir up that doubt you know, within us or arguments within us. There's a verse in Jude that says, be merciful to those who doubt. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's a, that's a, you know, it's just a reality of the Christian life and the the Christian faith. But the enemy loves to do that, man. He loves to get our minds in a weird place. He loves to, you know, so, so you're asking how will he do this? Well, uh, one way he'll do this is through the fantasy 
realm. He'll try to put fantasies into a person's mind that they um, cultivate yeah. and they allow themselves to think about. So that fantasy could be sexual, it could be romantic, it could be uh, a covetous kind of fantasy, yeah. like mm-hmm. this is what I want to have, you know, that kind of thing. Uh, he'll attack us in the realm of the mind in comparison, you yeah. know, and this mm-hmm. is where a lot of people really struggle, I think, as they look at the lives of other people Absolutely. online yeah. and they feel an inadequacy mm-hmm. and like they're not, you know, they're not enough because mm-hmm. of who they are. Mm-hmm. And uh, he loves to attack us in the mind. I, I just came across this morning, I was looking at, I saw, I, I came across some church website and they just it looked like the church is just doing a great job yeah you know just really fruitful and they had like a collage you know of like a bunch of people in their church like on their home page and the pastor was kind of like part of this collage you know uh-huh. like strategically not like front and center because yeah, yeah. you're trying to communicate like we're not about a man we're about jesus but still in there <laughs> <laughs> in the full you know church website yeah. people think but so he, he's in there and he just was like so cool looking yeah. just like the, just such yeah. a cool looking dude you know just like oh man and he's just like there just like he's just talking he's it was like a picture of him on the platform like sitting there you know with his t-shirt on just like no notes just chatting with the folks you know it's like, man that guy He's so cool. I've just, for me, like once I saw his picture, I saw everybody else in all the collages smiling. And I thought, they're smiling because they got that guy as their pastor. They're so lucky. (laughs) I'm not trying to say it was some kind of big spiritual battle for me or anything. But, you know, we all have those moments where we compare ourselves so true. You know, by someone so else true. like look at them and yeah. and i think the enemy likes to try to slow us down in the mission of christ through oh, that comparison man. seeing other people oh this is how they raise their kids i don't do it like right. that i must That's be so less true. than this is how this is the kind of marriage they have or this mm. is this is this they get to be married and i don't get to be married or they get to be single and i'm married or you know whatever it is Satan loves to, uh, or, or this dimension loves to attack Mm. us within the realm of the mind. So true, man. He also likes to attack us with life too, is the last thing you uh, mentioned in the article. And how true is this, man? I mean, life can just be so unpredictable. I think about your life and the different car accidents you've been in. I think about just different things that I've seen you go through as a pastor with your family. And it's just things that are just so unpredictable, things that could if we weren't careful, could really throw us just for a loop, you know? And I was thinking, Nate, maybe you could speak to the person who's listening right now who's just been going through it with life. And we don't know any specifics about what you're listening or what you're going through right now, listener, but we just know that life is hard. The enemy would like to discourage us, would like to slow us down. But Nate, maybe you can just remind us in a fresh way when we're considering this battle we're in, this this movement we're in for God's kingdom, can you just remind us for a minute about what does God want to do in our lives? How does he want to use us? What is like just the end goal? How can we stay motivated? I guess is what I'm trying to ask. Some of it seems attached to the title of this article, which is an attempt to capture the spirit of those verses. Hmm. 
that we take up a wartime mentality, we often, as humans, have a desire for peace. Mm-hmm. We want peace. It's embedded inside oh, yeah. of us. We want peace. You know, we want things to go. What's what's a classic Christian prayer? Smoothly. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we My want. Favorite. We want that so badly. And part of that, I think, is is what it means to be human. God yeah, has created us totally. that way. We have that hope, that anticipation, that expectation. In the West, we also live in a culture where we're expecting that to a degree. Yeah. We want to have an increased so amount of peace and ease introduced into our lives. If we don't realize that we're in a war, then when warlike things happen to us, it's a total shock. Yeah. You know, if you are in a literal war and you don't know you are and you're mm-hmm. walking down the road and a grenade goes off, the shock is off the charts. It's bad enough if you know yeah, you're in a war. Totally. But if, you know, it catches you off guard like that, it's just such a shocking thing. And dangerous as well. So Hmm. perhaps some of it is just the mentality. Like, look, life is not on this side of eternity easy. It's going to be a struggle. It's going to be a war. There's going to be things that are difficult. I think that's probably a really important part of it. Hmm. I think another thing, too, is what will we do when the attacks of life come? And when I say the attacks of life, I'm not exclusively talking about the big trials and catastrophes Mm -hmm. that come into our lives, you know, things kind of moving along swimmingly and then a big horrible thing happens. I'm also talking about the enemy just kind of lulling us to sleep and we're just getting bored with our Christianity, bored with our church, bored with the gospel and just kind of slowly being brought into sleep. You know, that is another way that the enemy will attack us with life. And remember that this is also a tactic of the enemy. He's not only trying to, uh, you know, bomb you and uh, bring artillery fire against you. He's also trying to gas chamber you Mm. and bring you into that slow, steady sleep, rendering you ineffective. And so I think just having that mentality, like, look, all these things, there's a, there's a, there's a spiritual dimension. There's a, um, cosmic power over this present darkness, spiritual forces of evil that are trying to through my life and in my life, get me distracted from the mission of Jesus to get me, you know, in a, into a different mentality focused on a different kingdom rendering my life uh, ineffective i think that's you know a big part of it so Hmm. maybe some of it is just the mentality i think the other thing too is just um i think a big help that i've seen is when a believer feels that struggle or um, trial or feeling overwhelmed or weak when they 
think that those are the evidences of weak Christians, mm. then when it happen, when it comes into their lives or happens to them, they have a hard time reaching out for yeah. help, you know, that they need. So I think ditching hypocrisy mm. and being willing to admit that you're frail, that you need help as well. You know, I think that's yeah. important. Uh, because God is trying to put people in your life that will help you through this battle, through this war uh, as well. Thanks for tuning in today. If you'd like to hear some more content from Pastor Nate, please subscribe to the Jesus Famous podcast. Each week we'll be posting conversations just like the one you just heard, as well as some live readings that Pastor Nate is posting a couple times a week. For any more articles, books, or resources from Pastor Nate, please go to nateholdridge.com. Catch you next week.